Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back. Darren Mitchell here, host of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. So glad you can join me for another episode. And in fact, if you've been listening to the podcast for a little while, you'll probably realize that I don't spend a huge amount of time giving myself uh, pats on the back or blowing my own trumpet, but today might be just a little bit of an exception. And that is today, this episode that you're listening to right now happens to be a milestone episode. And for me, it's episode number 200. So the double century is up. On, uh, on today and what a ride it's been and uh, I thought I'd just reflect on a few lessons that I've learned along the way and uh, and also based on some feedback and based on some input from a number of colleagues, number of listeners, just reflect on I guess the well my top five favorite or some of the top five favorites from various listeners based on feedback. So hey, the first thing is episode 200. If you asked me in April last year whether I would have uh, stayed the course, if you like, or got to a point where one day uh, record episode number 200, I would have thought with the greatest amount of respect, I would have thought you were absolutely kidding yourself and you were delusional because back then, starting out in April last year, I did make a decision to record a podcast every business day for the year, which I did achieve. Uh, but looking at looking ahead from April last year, 50 episodes seemed like such a huge mountain, but to achieve 200 is is absolutely amazing. So I'm really grateful for the opportunity to be able to do this, but also grateful for uh, a stack of people that have been listening in and providing feedback, whether it be on LinkedIn or via text message and, uh, or verbally. It's been greatly appreciated, and I've really enjoyed uh, bringing these to you, and hopefully we'll continue to do so. Uh, and it's funny, when I, uh, when I first started, I thought, well, if I can get to 50, that'll be fantastic, because I think from last count, I've got something like 89 or 90 uh, articles on my website and, and since been posted on LinkedIn and all that sort of stuff. So I thought if I can get the same number of episodes up on my podcast as I have articles on my website, then that'll be a great achievement. But hey, I've cer- certainly surpassed that and to chalk up the double century is certainly a um, a really great achievement that I'm very proud of and hopefully you found the, the content valuable and hopefully continue to find it valuable as you keep plugging in. So what I thought I'd do, as I said, in this episode, I thought I'd reflect on a, on the journey so far, share some lessons as well as highlight the top five topics and areas of interest that have come from me, but also from, from listeners. So, uh, But before I do that, I do want to say a thank you. And it's not a thank you to a specific person, but it's thank you to, to you, you the listener who has been plugging into this podcast since April last year. And if you've just recently joined, hey, <laughs> thanks for plugging in since you've joined. But uh, if it wasn't for you listening in and taking some of the content and using that, then I wouldn't have anything to continue to record on. And also the experience that I've been gaining over the last you know, 9 to 10, 12 months has been uh, nothing short of extraordinary in relation to the type of people that I've been working with, liaising with, learning from, uh, and everything I'm, I'm doing is, is under the constant guise of never-ending improvement. So when I learn something new, when I uh, when I have a conversation with a client, a potential client, or an organisation, that there's something in there that I feel is needs to be shared, then that's that's how I come up with content 
on the podcast. So I want to thank you for the listener, the listener for plugging in. And uh, if it wasn't for you, then hey, we wouldn't have a podcast. So uh, so thank you, really, really appreciate it. So let's talk about some of the lessons that uh, have come up along the journey of recording the exceptional sales letter podcast, and hopefully. Uh, this will resonate with you because, as as always, what I try to do is take take some lessons that I learn along the way, lessons from other people, and turn it into a message that hopefully resonates with with you that you can use not only for your own journey but hopefully for the journey of your team and the people closest to you to help them get better and unleash the potential that we all know sits within every single one of us. So the first lesson that I want to talk about is is around momentum. Uh, now, in in one of the key things here is. In order to create momentum, we've got to start. Now, one of the things I've been reflecting on is I've been following a, a guy called Sam Crowley since, I think, 2008. And he has been a podcaster since, I think, 2005, 2006. And I remember having a conversation with him way back in 2013-14 uh, about podcasting. And that was my intention back then, to start uh, to start podcasting. I was also going through... Uh, coaching qualifications, a lot of stuff happening in at work as well. So for whatever whatever reason, I take that as it was an excuse. Uh, I never actually started it. When I left when I left corporate in 2015, I had the greatest of intention of starting my podcast then as well. But unfortunately, it took literally five years to to create it. But what I did realize is. And it's like the old Chinese adage when it's it's well, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, but the next best time to plant a tree is right now. So came April 2020, uh, we're all in COVID lockdown. I was doing all the work from home, doing the workshops from home, doing coaching from home. So I thought, hey, there's no longer any excuses. So just get onto it and for Christ's sake, start your podcast. So yes, it was five years in the making, but... I started. Now, how do you think I was feeling leading up to that very first episode where I thought, oh my God, what are we going to talk about? How am I going to talk for you know 15 or 20 minutes into my iPhone and then how am I going to get it to my computer? How am I going to upload it onto the uh, the podcasting platforms, etc.? All of those still excuses. But here's what I realized. Starting has boldness in it, right? You've got to start. Now, Zig Ziglar said, you don't have to be great in order to start, but what you do have to do is start in order to be great. Now, if I go back and listen to those first few episodes, it was uh, a little bit cringeworthy, but you know what? I, uh, I take great pride in the fact that I actually started, and the fact that I've started and continued, I've actually been able to create momentum to the point where it's now a lot easier for me to uh, get into the rhythm of, hey, making a few notes or having a couple of dot points, opening up the iPhone, uh, getting into the voice memos and just pressing record and just going, right? Now, does that mean I make every um, every post a winner in terms of every episode doesn't have some editing that needs to be done? Absolutely not. But what I have learned is in order to be great at something, you've got to start building some habits around some core disciplines and some core principles. And that's what I've actually learned. So in order to create momentum, we've got to start. So I'm so grateful that I've actually started this now. Um, I don't think I can stop it. And what's really interesting is today being episode 200, I still haven't run out of things to say. Now, if you've been listening for a while, there might be some common themes that go through a number of different episodes. And I might go over old ground in terms of some of the key principles. But these are key principles that I think uh, need to be uh, continually mentioned because as, as leaders, we need to build in some great habits of consistent principles that over time, 
can build a high level of conscious competence and into unconscious competence, which will only enhance our ability to lead and influence to a greater level. So that's the first one. Uh, you've got to start. The second lesson is, hey, you don't have to get it right, and it's okay to make mistakes. And I kind of alluded to this in the previous point. Uh, move, move forward anyway. Uh, as I was saying to a colleague, and shout out to Jasmine, uh, Jasmine O'Reilly, who was um, who was interviewing me on a vidcast or a vodcast today, which is which is coming out uh, probably next week. It was great having a chat to her. Uh, we talked about the fact that uh, you know a lot of people try to get it right the first time, so they'll do copious amounts of rehearsals, then they'll put the recording on, and they'll try to get all the words right and the, and the inflection right and all that sort of stuff. Um, I make mistakes, and I'm okay to make mistakes. In fact, I think from a personal point of view, when I look at people who are leaders in the industry, they're the ones that uh, also demonstrate that they've got a human side that is okay to make mistakes. It's okay to forget your words. It's okay to say things around the wrong way. It's okay to, to stutter sometimes or to have some ums and ahs and really think, you know what, I don't really think I know what I'm talking about, but I'll, I'll keep going anyway. So you don't have to get it right. You've just got to get it going and it's okay to make mistakes. So just keep moving forward anyway. It's a great lesson for all of us when it comes to um, doing anything, really. Just just keep just keep going. Just keep going and don't, don't have to get it right. Third lesson is, and this is a big one for me and it's a big one for clients that I work with as well, maintaining an insatiable desire to improve. One thing that I've learned through uh, becoming a leader, then working with leaders and now coaching leaders is leaders are learners. There are great leaders who have this insatiable desire to continue to learn new things because they always know there is something new to learn and there is at least, or at least, a new perspective. I've got to say, there is nothing worse, and I've spoken to a few of these people, there is nothing worse than talking to a person who believes that they've they've arrived, that they know it all, there's nothing new to learn. I run away from those people as quickly as I possibly can, and so should you, because they are not the people you want to hang around with, and certainly not the type of people you want your team to hang around with as well. So point number three is, hey, uh, maintain the, the insatiable desire to learn now and, and improve. Now, whether that's reading a new book, whether that's plugging into a brand new podcast, whether that's reading uh, new new articles on LinkedIn or any other publication, it's there's always something new to learn. And even if there's one thing you can learn from an entire book, for example, then there's one thing you didn't know before you picked up that book. And therefore, the value in that book could be uh, worth absolutely millions to if you're if you're measuring things in in financial terms. But the desire to continually improve is something that keeps us uh, fresh, top of mind, but also relevant in the marketplace that we're operating in. So always maintain an, op- an optimistic attitude and a curious attitude around learning new things and looking for new perspectives. The fourth part, the fourth lesson is hey, just staying in the game. Now staying the course is is not necessarily easy because there's a lot of times when you think, oh my god. You know, and I've certainly gone through this. Is anybody listening to this, right? Is anybody listening? Is anybody commenting? I've got no, I've got no ratings, or nobody's rated for the last couple of weeks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I still kept going anyway. And I, and it's not a case of build it and they will come. It's a case of building, building some habits around the messaging that you want to put out, and building some consistency around that, which I'll talk about in a second. But, but staying in the course is a key leadership attribute and a key success principle as well because uh, whilst it won't necessarily guarantee that you'll win what it will provide is it'll provide the opportunity for you to win now that's the only choice to make because the only way you're not going to win is if you stop and if you quit right so staying the course is a really really important really important thing and I, I listened to uh, an interview this morning with Larry King and he was talking about the the critics that he had throughout his career and he, he used the terminology 
get off the porch. And there are so many people that will be sitting on the porch. They might be sitting in their rocking chair, looking at everybody going by and critiquing everything and everybody that goes by. But it's only the person that gets off the porch, onto the grass, onto the stairs, into the game, to use a, to use a metaphor, are the ones that really are the, are the people that we should be listening to because at least they're having a crack. So staying in the game is a really important one. And the final one, I mentioned consistency. It's, it's just maintain consistency. As unsexy as it sounds, and I did record a podcast around this being consistency is key because it certainly compounds, but it's also a really unsexy word. If anybody said, oh, there, there goes Mr. Consistent, it's not a really sexy, charismatic uh, term to describe somebody, but I guarantee it actually produces results. So consistency does compound. Don't be overzealous uh, to move quickly. Sometimes, Sometimes it's the slow and steady that's going to win the race. So people can get out of the blocks really quickly. You might have people in your industry or in your team or in your in your business that are that are achieving more right now than you are, and it's difficult not to compare yourself to where you, to where you're at versus where they're at, and think oh I should be doing better. But just have a look at the fundamentals, and as long as you're doing the fundamentals well, you're building some great disciplines and you're committed to those disciplines and building great habits, then through consistency and through persistence. I guarantee that results will come. Now, I can't guarantee when it'll happen, but I know that they'll actually happen. So staying in the game and maintaining consistency are absolutely critical. So they're the, they're the top five lessons, if you like, that I learned through so the last 12 months recording this podcast. So hopefully that adds value to you. Uh, what I want to do now is just quickly highlight uh, the top five topics or the favorite topics for myself, but also based on feedback from listeners and colleagues that have been plugging into the podcast. And uh, I'll make reference to... I guess the titles of these uh, of these episodes. So if you want to go and listen to them, if you haven't listened to them, I'll, g- I'll give you the title and also the 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 month that it was done. And if you have listened to them, hey, I'd recommend you go back and listen to them again. So uh, these are the top five that I really enjoyed recording, and also based on feedback that I've received over the journey. Uh, and these are in no particular order. It's not number one through to number five. These are just the the five topics that I picked out as being favorites. And the first one is, it's all about the power of taking responsibility. And the topic here was great leaders always take responsibility, period. This is a, an episode I recorded back in uh, September last year. And it was on the back of some decisions that were being made by the Victorian government at the time. Now, I'm not a political person. I'm not going <laughs> to go into that anymore. But other than, other than to say that the core message behind this was really that it's irrespective of what's happening in the environment, irrespective of what's happening within the team, uh, whether things that are happening are within your control as a leader or completely out of your control, what great leaders do, bar none, is they take responsibility for absolutely everything that happens. And the reason they do that is because they then have full control over the choices they make in relation to how they respond to the events and the circumstances that are happening in front of them right now. So it's a really important message from a leadership point of view, but I think it's also a great life lesson as well. And that is just take responsibility. Just take responsibility for everything that happens and that will give you the personal power to be able to choose how you best respond to that particular situation. And you'd be amazed at what you can actually achieve and what progress you can make when you actually start taking responsibility. There's far too many people out there that continue to absolve themselves of responsibility and they're pointing the finger at anybody other than than themselves. And it's a really, really bad trait. In fact, I was out with a, a group yesterday and one of the key talking points was the fact that a number of people within these these guys' teams were not taking full responsibility for their actions and looking to blame everybody 
other than themselves for the predicament and the situation they found themselves in. So point number one is always make sure that you take responsibility. Uh, and that was an episode back in September last year. Uh, the second one is overcoming nerves, especially when presenting. So this is something I work a lot with uh, clients with when it comes to either pitching to senior executives within your organization, pitching to potential customers when it comes to presenting a solution and maybe as a, as a result of a tender response. Or even standing up in front of your team and delivering a, a team meeting, a, a short presentation or an industry forum. It's amazing how many people get really, really nervous and would rather do absolutely anything else than stand up and present in front of a group of people. And irrespective of it, it seems to be, my experience is the smaller the group, the more nervous people tend to become. So I recorded a podcast again in September last year, which was titled When Nervous, Focus on Service. And it's a great, uh, it's a great uh, principle that... As leaders, it's not about us, never has been, never will be. But when it comes to then delivering a message, it's about not necessarily uh, worrying about the content or you know, get my words right, get my content right. It's about how do I deliver a message to the point where this can have an impact on the people that are listening. And so one of the things that uh, I find, and I've, I've learned this through having to do numerous presentations, being taught how to facilitate and, and run trainings and, and programs like that, is... Too many people get caught up in trying to get the words right and focusing on what what are the what's the audience going to be thinking of me. I've got to get it right. I've got to make sure. What if I make a mistake? Well, guess what? People in the audience have no idea whether you've made a mistake or not. What we have to start thinking about is when we're standing in front of a group, irrespective of the size of the group, the seniority of the group, the demographics of the group, and a whole host of other things, we just got to think about, okay, what is the message that this group wants to hear or needs to hear? How can I be of service? How can I pass on a message and deliver something to them of value that will enable them to put one step in front of the other and move forward and learn something new? And so as soon as you take your eyes off yourself, you actually place it on other people and the people in the audience. All of a sudden, you're now focusing on service, which miraculously... You may still have a level of nervousness, but you'd be amazed at how quickly you can remember things. And the conversation that you have and the presentation you do tends to just roll off the tongue. Now, it does take practice. You've got to keep doing it. But often when people are caught on worrying about what people are going to be thinking and worrying about getting the words right, they're stuck in their head. And if you're stuck in your head, you're literally dead because you're doing things on an intellectual plane or a mental plane and not necessarily connecting kinesthetically or, or building rapport with your audience and not connecting heart to heart. So it's only through heart to heart where you can actually deliver a really powerful message and that's when you focus on service. So that was an episode when nervous focus on service back in September in 2020. Uh, the third one is exceptional sales leaders are servant leaders and this is focused, uh, this is an episode in, in August last year and it's a principle that I'm really, really passionate about and use in every, just about every single leadership session that I run, and certainly on one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions that I run as well, and that is a great leaders, they're not there for themselves, they recognize that they're there for their team. Yes, the team may actually report to them, but in reality, they actually report to their team. So great leaders are looking for opportunities where they can create an environment where they can be of service to their team. Great CEOs, for example, they will spend as much time as they possibly can building relationships and connections with their teams and the business so they can understand exactly what's going on and look for opportunities where they can add value. Uh, poor leaders are the ones that lock themselves up in the ivory tower and make, uh, make it really difficult for people to get access to them. And so exceptional sales leaders are looking for opportunities to serve others and hence they're great servant leaders. Um, point number four or topic number four is developing independence within the team. And I recorded a podcast titled 
exceptional sales leaders step back so others can step up back in July of 2020. And the whole thing here was sometimes in order to build independence within the team, we've got to give opportunities for people within the team to shine. Now, in order to do that, we've got to get out of the way, right? So one of the challenges that I found earlier on in the piece was I had created a, an environment of codependency within my team where they were dependent on me to have all the answers and solve all their problems. And I was kind of dependent on them to come to me asking me to solve their problems. And it wasn't a great uh, two-way relationship. So uh, developing independence meant that I had to give people some leniency. I also had to create some space for people to definitely make mistakes, but actually take the opportunity to try things that are different, try, try new things, which literally means giving them the space and the area to step up and do new things. So it's a it's a great way of developing independence. It's also a great way of developing people within your team where you can start to develop independence. And what's amazing is when people are given the opportunity and they see things working, just the look on their faces is enough satisfaction to say, hey, we're moving forward. But in the process, not that we're doing it for this, in the process, uh, the profile that we have in the eyes of those team members tends to go up as well because we're giving them the opportunity to uh, to take on some independence, to take on some responsibility, and really to step up. So that was that was number four. And the fight, the final one, uh, I just reflected on. It's all about having the right people in the right position. So thinking about, okay, do I have the right people with the right skill sets in the right positions on the team, playing against, according to the right. Uh, game plan. So the title of this one recorded back in June last year was, Are You Trying to Teach Chickens How to Fly? Now, I've got seven chickens, love them dearly. They produce eggs every single day. They're just phenomenal. And uh, But they can't be eagles, right? So if I'm expecting to create eagles out of chickens, it's just delusional. So I will get really frustrated and it will frustrate the hell out of the chickens as well. So this one's all about, based on where you're at with your team, uh, doing some analysis on, do you have the right people in the right position? Are you tapping into their innate talents and innate strengths and really capitalizing on those? Or are you trying to turn people into people and to to salespeople, for example, that they don't want to be? Uh, It's going to frustrate, again, the hell out of you, but it's also going to frustrate the hell out of your team. So making sure you do that analysis and have the right people in the right positions playing the right uh, right game plan. So they're the, uh, I guess, the five favorite topics or the top five topics from uh, from the previous 200 episodes. So uh, hey, again, I really appreciate you plugging into the podcast. It's it's a huge milestone for me. I never realized, I never thought I'd get to 200 episodes, but uh, when I look back, it's just a, it's a daily habit. Uh, before you know it, 200 are done. I thought 50 was going to be a big, uh, a big goal, but uh, I managed to get there pretty easily. And I look back and think, wow, I've done 150 since my 50th episode. So it's uh, something that I'm really proud of and I really appreciate you plugging in. And of course, as a reminder, uh, I love working one-on-one with uh, sales leaders who believe there's just another level they can get to in terms of their capability and leading their team in increasing their influence. And if you'd like to work one-on-one, uh, I've got some slots available coming up over the next couple of weeks to work with you uh, one-on-one for about three months or so and help you take your sales leadership to the exceptional level where you can develop uh, more meaning for yourself, certainly more revenue for the team and, and therefore in the process more money for yourself if that's what motivates you. So um, jump on my calendar. Let's have a conversation. Go to leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time that suits and we'll set up a Zoom call and have a conversation about what that program will look like. So I really look forward to that conversation. So with that said, uh, once again, 200 episodes down, really proud of the achievement. Hopefully there's another 200 in the uh, in the wings. And uh, again, thanks for plugging in. If I can add any value, if you haven't connected with me on LinkedIn, please send me a connection request. And by the way, if there's any topics you'd like to hear specifically on the podcast that uh, I haven't spoken about, 
or perhaps you'd like me to go deeper on some topics I've already spoken about and give some uh, deeper perspectives or deeper insights, hey, just let me know. Send me a direct message on LinkedIn or an email at uh, go to darren at darrenmitchell.com.au. Uh, let me know and I'll make sure that I uh, talk about that on an upcoming episode, but also give you a shout out on the podcast as well. So with that said, uh, really appreciate you plugging in and look forward to talking with you again uh, tomorrow on episode 201, tomorrow on the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it, but also if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.